Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us here. Let's dive right in. Uh, Mark chapter 9. Many of you know the story. I'm going to read from verse 14. And it says, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he takes him, he tears him, and he foams, and he gnashes with his teeth, and pines away. And I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw them, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, and he asked the boy's father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, You dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? You know, with that one verse, Mark 9, 23, Jesus takes the limits off of our life. He takes the limits off of our faith. The Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Faith begins with Jesus Christ, and it ends with him as the one who completes it, right? He gives us the power. He gives us the ability to believe him for the miracle. Everything about it is the Lord Jesus Christ. But that scripture verse is is such an important one for us. I've noticed that what the devil attempts to do with your faith is he tries to lessen your faith. He tries to get you to back down on your faith, where if you say, man, I believe in the Lord for a vehicle, or I'm believing the Lord for this to happen, or I'm believing the Lord for this to happen. And then with the passage of time, maybe time starts going by. And it's almost like, yeah, like when I was in sales, I would work and I was, I'm believing the Lord for three sales today by 930, right? And then I would, you'd get closer and then you'd say, well, you know, I got to have time for this and time for that. And there's not enough time left in the day. And it's like, you begin to back off what you believe because of, because of time. Many people, the devil tries to come bully people and he tries to intimidate people to back off on what they believe. But we have to, as children of God, just make a decision. I said a few podcasts ago, decide to believe, but draw the line in the sand. I'm placing my faith on the other side of this line. Devil, you can't come past this line. This is mine. It belongs to me. And decide not to back down in your faith. You know, many people, the reason they struggle to believe the Lord and struggle to be in faith, number one, is 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 no revelation on who they are in Christ. You're not... You're not uh, a sinner saved by grace. You're not a um, a worm. You know, you can hear many times in the way people pray and the way they talk what they think of themselves. But God, He calls you righteous. We've talked many times about uh, uh, on this podcast about being the righteousness of God in Christ. That's central to our believing the Lord. 
But but uh, for other people, the reason they back off in their faith is because they they think that they're small. They think that they're a nobody, right? Oh, there's so many believers. There's so they compare themselves to other believers. But you, if you look at it and you say to yourself, if you pretended for a moment that you were the only believer on planet Earth. You almost have this boldness that steps up on the inside of you that says, man, I'm going to believe the word of God. If he said all things are possible to those who believe, then all things are possible. And that's why telling your testimony of what God has done for you is so important. I remember being in healing school and this lady got up to testify and she said, well, I had uh, I had these... Um, uh, my brain, my mind, and my brain had been affected. Uh, affected, and the doctor said that some of the 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 pathways, the neurons, the pathways were messed up. Um, but when when the testimony was told of uh, of the man of God laying hands on a lady who had the exact same thing, someone who had um, uh, brain, brain uh, short in the brain waves, right? That she was healed. And so the moment there was, the testimony came forth, hey, this happened to somebody, faith rose up. Well, I, I know God is no respecter of persons. So people ask things like, well, you know, with this, is, is it possible for me to believe God to have my scars healed? Is it possible for me to believe God to, to uh you know, be out of debt completely. Is it? Po- I took out this loan. Is it possible to believe God to be out of this debt that He would help me? You know, I, I got myself in this trouble. Is it possible? Is it possible? And the Bible here in this one scripture verse is saying, "All things are possible to those who believe." When you make a decision, this is where my faith is standing. I'm not backing down off of this. I'm choosing to believe the word of God. And then don't let the devil discourage you. He he comes in the thought realm. He, he You'll say, I'm believing the Lord to see this take place. I'm believing the Lord for my lost loved ones. And then the immediate thought comes up. Well, that's not going to happen. Or I'm believing the Lord to be healed. Well, that's not going to happen. But what do you do? The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians. Sorry, I think it's 2 Corinthians. I mean, yeah, 2 Corinthians 10, um, verse 3, it says here, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Um, many of you have, have uh, are familiar with what a dream catcher is, right? Those stupid things that people, those charm people hang above their beds, uh, or, or even uh, things where if you had a, a fish tank growing up and you would have that little scoop and you would try to scoop the fish up or you'd scoop things out of the fish tank. It's like there's a net that you have to, you use as a filter and you pass things uh, you pass something through the filter and then something else gets stuck in it, right? It's the same thing when you rinse your vegetables or if you're making coffee, you have a filter that catches the grind so the grinds don't get in the coffee. You have to, uh, you, you, our life as, as a Christian is actually just in bringing into captivity everything that opposes the word of God. What does that mean? Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Well, who did, what did Christ pay for for you? I want to tell you that Christ didn't pay for you to walk around sick. Christ didn't pay and give his life for you to be broke. Christ didn't pay for you to be discouraged. Christ paid for you to be whole. Christ paid for you to be prosperous. Christ paid for you to have peace of mind. Christ paid for you to have joy. And so any thought that says, well, that's not for you. Any thought that says, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, maybe one day, but you, you deal with this. Anything that says you are not who God says you are, you bring that thought into captivity. The Bible says you actually cast it down. 
you almost need to write, categorize, or catalog, rather, catalog the the thoughts of the devil that come into your mind. Oh, you know, that's going to be for somebody else. You don't have enough faith for that. Uh, You choose. I'm deciding. I'm going to stand in faith, and I'm going to take captive every thought to the knowledge of Christ. If 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 the thought comes and it poses the word of God, well, you're you know you've always struggled with sin. No, bless God, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going from glory to glory. I may not be where I am yet, but I'm not staying. I'm not where I was, and I'm not staying here. I'm moving forward in the things of God. And so, uh, make a decision in your heart not only to believe, but to not back down on what you believe. And then to take the thoughts captive. And then I really felt to talk to you about joy. You know, for us, God has given us joy as a weapon. The Bible says He gives us the oil of gladness. Uh, he gives us um, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And it says that God anointed, it was an uh, Old Testament prophecy, but it anointed Him, the Messiah, with the oil of gladness above His fellows uh, because he, loves ri- he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. God gives you joy as a mechanism of defense. It's a way that you that you do battle, that when the time comes and, and the devil's attacking the most, that you can uh, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. You know, I read something the other day that said, the devil only attacks what matters. The devil only attacks people that are getting something done. So if the devil's attacking your life, then be encouraged that you're doing something that matters, right? You're moving forward. Consider the attack uh, a sign to show you that you're in the right path, right? And so you make a decision. I'm using joy as a way to almost lubricate my heart, right? For, For the trials of life. That instead of crying when a battle comes, I protect my joy. When someone does something they shouldn't have done, someone betrays our trust, someone, someone uh, uh, betrays us, someone uh, d- goes back on their word, or there's a storm that comes that you choose, I'm staying in a place of joy. I'm going to let the joy of the Lord be my, be my strength. If you leave joy behind, you leave your place of strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So choosing, I'm going to keep joy. I'm going to keep my heart right with God. I'm going to keep my heart full of God's love. My, my heart, I'm going to meditate on good things. I'm going to fill my heart with His Word and, and make a decision to be someone who keeps himself in the love of God in joy. But so we ask, how is it, how is it that, that all things are possible? When Jesus said that, He said, all things are possible to them that believe. Man, if, you, if we spend time meditating on that scripture, all things are possible. Then what's the most important thing in life? The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Then the most important thing is simply being a person of faith, is simply acting on the word of God, is simply being someone who, with a childlike faith that says, yes, Lord, I believe. I'm not going to be someone who backs down. You, you have to see yourself where God sees you. He doesn't see you as just a baby Christian with a bunch of failures. He sees you where, you're, where, he's, where he's called you to be. He sees you as who he paid for. You know, the new creature in Christ, and I hope uh, this language doesn't get, people glaze over because you say things like, oh, I'm a new creature in Christ, and we hear things so many times. I'll ask a question, what is faith? Oh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does that actually mean? Like, speak to me in English, right? Not in King James. What does that actually mean? You know, God has created a new race. The reason why Jesus said all things are possible to those who believe is because he was going to unlock through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, a brand new people, people who are not 
people who do not have the nature of sin, people who are born of God, people who are righteous. He was going to unlock the power of God. And so that made it that people could say, hey, I'm if I, if I need to walk on water, I can walk on water because it's in the Word of God. Even things where nature, there, there, there's miracles where nature is, is denied and, 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 and things change because the, the sun stands in the sky for an extra hour, right? Someone walks on water. Someone transports like in the New Testament from one area to another. How awesome is that? I used to play video games where you could like uh, do these different things and like transport to another area of the, the map or the world. And it was like, man, wouldn't that be cool just to be able to like transport? Like the Lord does that. That's, that's an actual thing. I've heard of, um, I heard the story about this man who, who preached in different churches all over, all over his country without, and I'm, man, I wish I'd gotten the name of the person and, and the details right, but he preached and he just believed the Lord. And after the service, he would, he would say, Lord, by faith, I'm stepping into my next city. And he would, and the Lord would tell, transport him to be able to minister in these different cities. But God, God will do that. The adventure that we begin on, but it's a decision to say, I'm not seeing myself. I'm not staying here where I am. I'm not seeing myself as a just a small Christian, one of uh, you know a billion people on the earth who love the Lord. Thank the Lord that we're not cr- the only Christian on earth. But I believe the word. I'm a person full of faith. You change the way you see yourself. I'm not just a small Christian. Lord, I'm nothing without you. Yes, Lord, I, I humble myself. Without you, I'm nothing. But I'm the righteousness of God. I'm that new creature that you made, that you put into place. I'm, I'm full of God's life. I'm full of healing. I take healing with me. You need to be able to look into the Word and see who you actually are. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That, that's past tense. So the healing that you're looking for, you don't need to look for it. It's already yours. The, the prosperity that you're looking for, you're not out there trying to be prosperous. You are prosperous. Now you're standing firm to see it manifested in your life. It already belongs to you. So dignify yourself. I'm not just a, oh, I'm just this baby Christian or, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I always seem to mess up. No, I'm, I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I'm righteous. I live a holy life. I serve the Lord with all my heart. God's going to use me mightily. I see myself being used all over this earth. God using me for his purpose and then coming back to get me. Uh, uh, dignify who you are. You are a child of God. You're not who you were you're, and, and you're not staying where you are, but you're a child of God. Hey, who are you? Man, I'm full of the life of God. And something's different about you. Yes, I'm a, do you know who my father is? I'm a son of God. I'm a whole new race. There's humans and then there's Christians. And I'm a Christian. I'm a brand new race. Man, hallelujah. I see you going into 2020 full of God's love, full of compassion, full of life. I see, I see a new manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit of God in your life, new manifestation of prosperity as you enter into the grace of giving and receiving this year. I see you more blessed than you've ever been, more exploits than ever before, and more joy than you've ever had. In the name of Jesus, I want to encourage you, enjoy this year. Let, enjoy your walk with the Lord. Yes, we move forward. Yes, we, you know, we're, we're gaining ground. But enjoy your walk with the Lord. Man, it's a good thing to serve God. It's a joyful thing to serve the Lord. There's nothing I would rather do than have a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important. Enjoy your relationship with the Lord. 
It's a good thing. Hallelujah. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on the podcast. Talk to you soon.